Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the most important and rockinest albums of all time. This season we're focusing on albums from the 1980s as voted for by you. Nice. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, <laughs> and with me as always is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam. Hello, Matt. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you for being also here. Thank you for being a friend Thank and you. a cousin. And we are talking today about Joan Jett and the Blackhearts' yes. I Love Rock and Roll. I love rock and roll. Hey, me too. And we're talking about that album today, funnily enough. Oh, wow. Funny that. Uh, which is the 19th most voted for 80s rock Ooh. album, as voted for by the listeners of this show. Excellent. We started off with number 20, Huey Lewis and the News' Sports. The Newses. And we're into Joan Jett's and the Black Hearts's I Love Rock and Roll. Good pluralizations. Did you have any sort of relationship with Joan Jett and I'm, all the Black Hearts growing up? The Black Hearts, nay. But Joan Jett, I feel like everyone knows I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah. I like, it's just one of those ones, you hear the opening part of it <laughs> and it goes off. Little sizzle for later. <laughs> you knew that song growing up. I did yes. as well. Uh, I don't know where from. It just was everywhere. Yeah, just everyone knew it. This is the first band we featured where my dad didn't have a greater sense of <laughs> growing yeah. up. So you've got zero background knowledge. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I, I know that song quite well. Yep. And uh, I know a song of hers from the album Prior, which was the theme for Freaks and Geeks. Bad Reputation? Yeah. It was also song. the opening, no, second song. So Calypso by... No, Spider-Bait? Yeah, wasn't that the opening song of 10 Things I Had About You? And yes. then all of a sudden you hear, down, 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 down. Oh, that's, yeah. All right, I'll And that's when Cat drives up. Yeah. And just She's like brings us off the little... reputation. She had a bad reputation. What a great movie, by the way. That's great one movie. of the tops. What a film. Absolute tops. <laughs> uh, anyway, this isn't a show about movies. This is a Movies podcast based on about... Shakespeare plays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of, she's the man. Um, <laughs> what else is there? There's so many. Uh, the Lion King. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Based on Hamlet, I think. I think Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. <laughs> that definitely was. That might have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I, I reckon they're the two tracks of hers I knew. Yeah. And I, I was surprised to find out this week that I Love Rock and Roll was a cover. It had been previously released. Yes. I also found that out this week. Uh, do you, do you want to give us a bit of info about Joan Jett? This is what we're going to do this season. You're going to come in with a mini report about the artist uh, leading up to the album we're going to talk about. So mm. what do you got for Joan Jett? So Joan Marie Larkin, 
uh, was born in 1958 in Pennsylvania. She's got a couple of siblings. Uh, she, I don't know why, but Wikipedia always loves to include people's religions from back in the day. Apparently it was like a real significant portion right. of their personalities. My grandma goes on about how a Protestant married a Jewish man back in her day and she was a, a Church of England bridesmaid and it was very scandalous. Oh, right. Yeah, big deals. I, you know, well, I obviously understand some, that some as a deeply that. devoted religion. Are you devoted? I didn't realize that about you. Yes. Too. You do look a little devoted. <laughs> it's because I haven't had enough water today. Um, <laughs> so th- this is interesting. That's uh, two from two in our 80s series of uh, stage names. Yes, yes, it is. Hugh, um, Hugh Craig. Hugh Craig the third. Hugh Craig the third became Huey Lewis, Craig. and Joan. Joan Larkin. Larkin became Joan Jett. Um. So, well, so the reason that that name came about, I'll uh, get to in a hot sec. Uh, but she got her first guitar at the age of thirteen. Took some guitar lessons, but quit soon after because her instructor kept trying to teach her folk songs, which was not what she was interested in. Um. The family ended up moving to L.A providing uh, Joan to the opportunity to pursue her musical interests, as uh, you can imagine it would. Um, Her parents divorced and she changed her name to Joan Jett because she thought it had more of a rock star sound than her birth name and originally for a long time told people that Jett was her mother's maiden name uh, but admitted in recent years that it wasn't. She just really liked the sound of it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Double J. Yeah, J.J. And then when she was in her late teens, she became a founding member of the Runaways, which were an all-female teenage American rock band that recorded and performed in the second half of the 70s. Um, They had four studio albums and one live set uh, during their run, uh, with Cherry Bomb probably being one of the biggest. Yeah, Cherry Bomb used to be on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah. I didn't know that was her, her band. What was her part in the band? She was the rhythm guitarist, I believe, and backup singer. And oh. then I think it's Cherry Curry was the singer and she ended up leaving, which left Joan Jett as the main singer. Oh, here's a bit of less. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I remember playing this a lot on Guitar Hero. Can't stay in school. A poor little fool. Hello, Mom. Cherry Bomb. Ah, tune. Cherry Bomb. That's cool. So she was. She already had quite a bit of, you know, decent success. Some, yeah, she had some uh, some knowledge. It was also featured on the. That song was featured on the Guardians of the Galaxy ah. uh, soundtrack and. More recently, it was, oh, no, less recently, slightly similar times, maybe. Uh, Alaska and Katia lip-synced to it on season two of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, not, <laughs> I'm like, the state of Alaska? The whole lip-synced? state of Alaska versus a lady named And Cartier, Katia. which is a, what is that? A Jewelry? Ju- some, watches? It's some sort of they expensive diamonds co- company. Shiny. Yeah. <laughs> Cardia yeah. watch, is that a thing you can have? Uh, yes. Doesn't matter. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the band, which I'm remembering, they're all teenage girls, like late teenage girls, but are touring around with uh, opening acts 
for Cheap Trick, Ramones, Van Halen and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which is wild. Um, and then while they were touring in England, uh, Joan Jett, in 1976, Joan Jett first heard the song I Love Rock and Roll when she saw the London-based The Arrows performing it. Ah, who, and that was their song. That was their, that was the original blokes that had it, wrote it. It goes a little something like this. But, you know, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> we'll play a little bit more later. <laughs> um, and then, so the Runaways were pretty popular in Europe, Asia, Australia, Canada, and South America, but could never quite gain the same level of success in the US and eventually disbanded in 1979. Um, so then... Joan Jett's hanging out in London. She's trying to kickstart her solo career. Ended up pretty sick. Don't think I read what it was from, but. Oh, sick. Okay. She pretty was, sick. She was unwell. I mean, sick in like the cool way, but also in the not cool way. She ended up pretty sick, actually. She was pretty sick. She still is pretty sick. She's sick. Um, and so she had a bit of time off and ended up uh, restarting back in California, I believe. Uh, and she pretty much. She wanted to have a band. Like she pretty much described herself as needing the band to like be whole kind of thing. Right. Um, so she placed an ad in the local paper saying she was looking for three good men, which, you know, I'm sure putting that in the local paper could always end up dangerously, but she got three good men. Uh, and they formed uh, the original lineup of the Black Hearts with Joan Jett. Um, played at lots of gigs, uh, especially at places in uh, Huntington Beach in California, including Whiskey Go, oh, as well as Whiskey Go Go in Hollywood, which is a club made famous by a lot, a lot, a lot of bands. But I remember reading about uh, Motley Crue played heaps at Wh- Whiskey Go Go. If you got a gig there, you were probably going to make it. Right. Um, so it was a big deal. Um, and she says so she a few good men joined her. The few good men joined her, names of which are Gary. John. Great, solid, good men names. Eric. And they wanted the truth, but they couldn't handle the truth. They could not handle the truth. Um, they toured the US. Um, oh, they did. They, so firstly, they did a big tour of Europe. They went across uh, like the Netherlands. They did some big shows in England. Uh, and then they, they toured the US and slowly built a fan base, but really battled to keep the money kind of coming in. Um and ended up funding, self-funding their first uh, album, the Joan Jett album, um, and was selling them out of the back of a Cadillac after the, each concert they were playing at. Right. Um, and then they ended up getting signed to Boardwalk Records and re-released the Joan Jett album as Bad Reputation. And then in 81, uh, there was a concert at Palladium in, at the Palladium in New York, and it uh, proved to be a turning point and was described by music journalists uh, as a career-defining performance by Jet. Here's uh, a bit of bad reputation. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that part. <laughs> there we go. What a sick song. This is sick. It's... It is a great song. Oh, it's, just, it's so good. It's so badass. What you wanna do? And that's what I'm gonna do. No, no, no. Not me. 
There's a cover um, that is included on some of the um, the expanded editions of I Love Rock and Roll of her covering Summertime Blues, which I think has got a bit in common with um, Bad Reputation. What do you think? Really? Oh. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a genre thing as well. It but is. Whoa, a, that's bit, very yeah. similar. What was first? Well, uh, this the song that she's covering there. Sometimes blues would have been first, well and truly, but I think she covered it later. Um, but the, I mean, the original sometime blues, are not as obvious in that, but, um, the Eddie Cochran version, but it's a six song as well. This is the Eddie Cochran original, a bit slower. Oh no, that sounds exactly the same. <laughs> so she sort of sped it up and okay. Joan Jettified so that, it. That makes more sense than yeah. why it sounds so similar. Cause that sounds nothing like yeah, it. Yeah. It's because Joan Jeb. <laughs> Joan played Jet, it Joan in Joan Jetta Jetta it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I so, so they've done the they've done the big uh, 1981 performance, um, and from there, uh, after a year of touring and recording, they recorded the new album "I Love Rock and Roll," uh, with the first single from the album being "I Love Rock and Roll." Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you got much more? Do you want? Should we start going through track by track? Uh, Give me a couple of seconds. Yeah. And I'll, I'll wrap this little section up. All right. Um, the It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks in a row and is Billboard's number 56 song of all time was also inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2016. Oh, cool. Um, also, just cool fact about Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, um, they were some of the first English-speaking rock acts to appear in Panama and the Dominican Republic. Panama. Bang a song. Cool. Ooh, I wonder if we'll do Van Halen. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me until it's time. <laughs> all right. Let's do these track by tracks. All right. Well, I'll just read this quick review from All Music, which is the home of our man's It up, is. Oh, Adrian it is. Up, but uh, this one's by Stephen Thomas Erlwine. Sorry? S-T-E. Uh, Mr. Erlwine. S-T-E Mr. writes, Erlwine. I love rock and roll. Joan Jett's first record with the Black Hearts was nice. a tougher louder album than Bad Reputation, primarily because her new backing band gave her a more coherent sound. That dynamic hard rock crunch is what made the title track into an international hit, but it also gives the album dimension. Not only can uh, Jet and the Blackhearts tear up heavy glam rockers, but they can also pull off the mock psychedelia of Tommy James and the Shondells Crimson and Clover with aplomb. Nice. On the whole, I Love Rock and Roll doesn't have as many strong songs as its predecessor, but the band's muscular, gritty sound makes the album just as good as Bad Reputation. Excellent. All right, well, let's go through the track. So the opening track, and I think this definitely ticks our box of uh, strong rock Cracking and opener. openers. Here it is. What a riff. So this song's been covered a lot. Yes, including um, this. 
Well, but yeah, I mean, this is, oh, yeah, Inception. But it's basically, I mean, this is the definitive version of it. Yeah. And it's sort of, I mean, covers of the song are now really covers of the Joan Jett version. Right? Yeah, it is. For the it most is. part. Um, but one of the uh, strongest, one of the, the ones that I remember most is the Britney Spears version, which I'll post onto the socials. <laughs> uh, that, did she make a, make a hit of that? Um, I I think so because it was Britney Spears. Right. Was it particularly great? Nah, were That's, her vocals particularly strong? I, I reckon uh, I'd totally erase that from my memory and now I recall and, it. And now I'm going to post it on socials. So Obviously, can be... Britney's best song is Peace of Me. Everyone knows that. No, I disagree. It's toxic. <laughs> Absolutely, right, it's toxic. Um, but this isn't about Britney. It's <laughs> neither is it about Five, the all-boy band who also sampled Oh, what was the riff what was for everybody get up oh, let me sing see if it. I can find it. How do you spell five? Number five. 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 I-V-E. And what is the song called? Everybody. Everybody get up. Let's see, let's see if this radio edit version has it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post the link to this YouTube because it's a great film clip in that it's terrible. Singing one, two, three, four, five will make you get down now. Wow. I mean, it really, it's not even a cover. They're just singing over the top of an already great song and they've turned. Then they start rapping. Oh. And it's, uh, it is, it's, it's peak. (laughs) I got out too early, peak 90s. It's pretty good, bad. Well, let's save that for the 90s season. Yes. I don't think we'll be doing the five five. Somehow, but we can maybe. do a boy band season. I'd Who be knows? down for that. Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk later. Yep. <laughs> we, um, Send us emails and stuff about future things. We ideas. already did the greatest boy band of all time last week. The news. The news? Well, yeah. I don't know. The Blackhearts is all blokes. Yeah. Oh, there are a few good men. Um, there are a few good men. So track Three number two men. is the first one on the album uh, to be Jet Penned. Jet uh, Penned. So this was Joan also, Jet and Kenny Laguana. Oh, uh, Yes. Uh, I'm going to run away. Also, uh, crack a song. Crack a follow-up to a cracking opener. Yeah, I really like it. I reckon. It's real good. I like this song a lot. Yeah, this is probably one of my favourites from the album. Uh, Jet wrote the follow-on, Love is Pain by Herself. More big fuzzy guitar. Chunky riffage. Another good tune. I think my favourite songs on this album are the ones she wrote, funnily enough. Oh, but yeah, she didn't we, release them as singles. We um we didn't actually mention that at the start. Half of this album are covers. Hey, you must Including a real weird cover to close it out, which we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> That's a running theme. Last week had a weird cover to finish as well. Yeah. Cracking openers, belting second acts, and weird covers to close. Is that an 80s thing? Maybe it is. And then track three, another cover. This one's 
Versus to the course there. Track four, we're up to. Yes. <laughs> Just letting this. This is a real. Uh, everyone can sing along to this. Yeah, this is a good one to sing along. Track four is Nag. It's another cover. Nagity nag. Nag nag. Nagity nag. I can't help singing along to these things, honestly. So this is this was written by Arthur Cryer. Um, you say it was originally sung by a bloke, which kind of the Halos. This is, that's this, right. This band, correct. Which nowadays would not go down well. But yeah, we were saying we had a brief chat before recording about how it uh, it would have been pretty full on that a chick was singing about how the bloke was nagging her when those days was a bit other way around. Yeah, well, I mean the stereotype, you know, the um, the the sort of sitcom cliche of the mm. nagging wife. Uh, and the dumb husband, yep. but they've really turned that on its head here. Yeah, that definitely is not still the same trope used on every popular TV show. Is it really? No, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, man, husbands are dumb, Ugh. wives are nags. Yep. We all know it. It's, it's wives just, are smarter, but naggier. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's just that. It just is life. Men are free flowing, but they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the sky is red and the grass is yellow. It's just. It's just that simple. Uh, track five is the other hit off the album, and it's another cover uh, called Crimson and Clover. This was a psychedelic hit, minor hit in the 60s. By Tommy James and the Shondells. So she sings her along, like, along with the lyrics, um, and people... People were worried that she didn't change the words to him from her, um, which led it's Joan Jett's uh, sexual orientation has somewhat been up for question and also very openly answered with her ever actually saying the words. Um, but for the excuse for this one, she's like, I only didn't change it because it wouldn't have rhymed. Right. Her and Clover. I love it. It's up for question. Yeah. Wild. Uh... So yeah, this was this was a another biggish hit for her. I think it's one of her bigger tracks. Which is funny because I hadn't heard this before. Also, I love the little uh, beat change there. Yeah, it's a bit bouncier. I know crimson and clover is a phrase, which I don't really know what it means, but um, uh, I know from a Jimmy Eat World song, <laughs> which was. Which it took me a while to access in my brain where I knew. I'm like, Crimson and Clover, what did I know that from? We just found it before. Was it a praise song? Enough bleeding yeah, American. Something emotional. Uh, all oh, right. It, so- it means uh, losing someone you love and you are at the stage where you are going through the motions. Okay. Well, obviously. How, how and why? Crimson. I Crimson's red. Uh, red. Clover, Clover is a crimson. flower. Or is crimson? Is that a kind of no? Yeah, yeah. it's red. Red. Yeah. It's like blood crimson, red. People talk about crimson like blood Derwin. being. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I was more of a Crayola, but you know, whatever. <laughs> 
So on to side two, <laughs> we've got another Next season is jet, about pencils. Another jet and Laguna track, victim Laguna. of circumstance. Great tune. I, I do think I think the highlights for me are her tracks. Yeah, that sounds cool. Circumstance, just a victim of circumstance, just a victim of circumstance. Bad reputation. Then uh, the next one's another cover from the sixties, bits and pieces. It was originally by the Dave, Dave Clark, Clark Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> Love those drums. I can, I can think about five different songs that start with that as well, and you're always like, ooh, someone's coming. Yeah. This has uh, got that real, like, classic... Cla- I don't know what... I don't know how to describe this uh, lyrical style, but the... Is it, it's like bubblegum pop or something, is it? Something like that. There's so many sub-genres of pop and stuff they back are. then when I was breaking out. If you know anything about music theory, please contact us and let us know what the hell we're talking about I like at listennowpod.com. Uh, you know it's doo-wop because they just say doo-wop. Easy, straightforward. Uh, speaking of straight, track number eight nice. is Be Straight. <laughs> it's another jet. With Laguna and Greg Keen. This is the kind of same format again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have no problems with that. It sounds great, and I'm about it. Track nine, I mean, it, it does mean that you kind of know what the song is. The True. first time you hear it, you're like, I know this song. What's it called? All right, I can sing along with yeah. this. Be straight. Dun, 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 dun. Be, Be straight. straight. I think the next one uh, is my favorite on the album. You're too perse- possessive. Possessive. You're too possessive. <laughs> you're too <laughs> possessive. There we go. Which is a kind of a cover. So it was originally by The Runaways, which she was a part ah, of. Ah, right. But now she's done her solo bit. But so she wrote it for The Runaways. Yeah. So does that make it a cover or does that make it a new version? It's sort of, it's still like, yeah, I think it's it's almost like she's covering herself. Yeah. But it's a great tune. This it should is. have been a single. I feel like this should be a classic song. This is one of those songs that I wish I'd known about 10 years ago when I was not having a good time in life and needed something that was just like, you're too possessive. (laughs) Too possessive for me. If you get sick of me singing over tracks, please let me know because I can't help it. I don't think about it. I'll mute you. I'll mute her mic. Just let us know. Yeah, just let us know so I can belt it solo. Um, yeah, I reckon this is a banger. And then, which gets us to the track 10 and the real weird cover. So the story behind this is that the album was released in December leading up to Christmas. So they've, at the very end, they've done a weird cover of Little Drummer Boy. 
um, which was uh, taken off and, and swapped for another track the following year, apparently. Oh, really? With the next release version. I'll play the track that replaced it, which is a better song. But anyway, here's Little Drummer Boy. That's good. I'm glad I've, I know it now because I was on the hunt for funnish Christmas songs in December time. But it's relatively, it's just like a stockish little drama boy cover. I like, I genuinely thought that it was gonna get like one verse in and then she was gonna just like rip it out and then it was a whole different song and it was just kind of like a jokey open and then it just kept going like this and I was like, oh. Kind of, I'll skip to, she, they do sort of jam out to the, to the end. Oh, that's, I do like that. The backup singer's going, hum. Oh, I'm into that. Rum. What if you can't roll your R's? Rum. And then, yeah, then it builds into a bit of a. Makes sense. The drummer has a bit of a go. a very different but still quite an 80s production sound yep. so different of the Huey Lewis of the, yeah. the yeah. 80s that was that real synthy mm. that drum is still sort of muted or something but it's yeah well it sounds just it like it's on an electric, electric. Oh, oh see I was thinking it does sound oh, electronic gotcha. but not in a Huey no way. not in that real like boom, 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 boom. You, you don't expect to see these uh drums as being hexagons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do love a hexagon drum, though. So a rock, I mean, it rocks out. That, that goes on for another minute, rocking out. So it, it does, I mean, it it is in two halves, but while rocking out to she's Jesus. singing the Little Drummer Boy lyrics, it is relatively faithful, maybe a slightly rocked up version. but uh, And so that that was switched out for another uh, jet pen track, Oh Woe Is Me, Um the f- after Christmas was over, I believe. And this is a, obviously a better song. Why would you not have just put this on the first place? Right. Maybe it wasn't recorded by then, I'm not sure. But, but this, is, this is one of the highlights for me, actually. Yeah, pretty good. Nice. Pretty good stuff. Love that. Um, Wish that would have been changed in because Little Drummer Boy, why? Yeah. Why? There's a few other, they've sort of um, done re-releases with extra songs on as well. There's a Louie Louie cover. Oh, that, I <laughs> I just looked at that quickly and uh, that song has been covered from anywhere over 1,600 to 2,000 signs. Yeah, Sometimes. it's a huge tune. The current Louis Louis discography lists over four thousand versions. You sort of you wonder why anyone is doing it. Any why are you recording a version of I don't it? Know. What but are you uh, Australian add? Australian band Australian Crawl also do a cover of Louis Louis. Oh well, they that, was, that was actually the initial version that I knew. Oh right, shockingly, <laughs> the Australian <laughs> pub rock version. That's funny. 
Um, yeah, so I I think this is a it's a rock rock solid is, album. I think it is a rocking album. Yeah, it's real good. I'm I'm stoked that the people voted for this. Yeah, uh, thank I, you, the people. I'd never I'd only had heard um, I love rock and roll from this prior to this listen, and I I really enjoyed it very very much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What are your highlight tracks of it, Sammy? Uh, I'm Gonna Run Away, I think is great. And You're Too Possessive is also great. Yeah, I reckon my two are You're Too Possessive and possessive and oh woe is me are probably my two faves yeah nice um yeah it's a real real good album but um i love rock and roll i've just heard it so many times that i it's not the kind of song i'd i'd seek you don't yeah you you don't pick it you enjoy it when it comes on but you certainly don't choose it yeah but i'll be playing this album some more i'm pretty sure and yeah going through some more of a discography Mm. Um, just the, some, some. I think the earliest memory I have. Sorry to cut you off there, but um, <laughs> the earliest memory I have was a classic Australian comedy show, The Late Show. Yes. Um, Mick Malloy used to do this, have this running joke where he'd be booking the musical act. Yeah. And he'll always muck it up. Um, <laughs> they thought he was gonna get um Joan Jett to play "I Love Rock and Roll," and yeah. he got, I think maybe recently X or maybe even was still current. Premier of Victoria at the time, Joan Kerner. <laughs> and this is her singing it. I saw him dancing there by the record machine. <laughs> I he must have been about 17. I will post this to the socials and you will enjoy this. What a good sport. I tell it wouldn't be long till he was with me. Yeah, me. Killing it. I tell it wouldn't be long till he was with me. Yeah, me. Keeping the energy up. I love rock and roll. Yes. Joan Kerner. She's living her best life. She's really feeling her oats on this one. Yes. I had no idea that that existed. Yeah, she was she was the first and still the only female premier of Victoria. I really, uh, Anya Joan. So yeah, I should, it couldn't have been far from her um, uh, time from, in charge. Yeah, I wonder. So, um, oh, she passed away in 2015. Oh shit! Rest in peace. So she was in, in office till uh, from '90 till '92. Jeez, I reckon oh, that, was a- that was around that time. So I, I just think that's that's pretty badass. Legend. It's like you've got so much to lose, like for doing something yeah. like that. Pe- politicians are usually real safe with that sort of stuff, but she just, she just it's went gone all in. in, had a crack. I'm trying uh, to think of some of the other ones that were on there. 
Um, I can't think, but yeah, there was it was just a running joke. He did it every week for I a love while. It. Uh, if you yeah. remember any of those clips, send them through to listen now pod at gmail.com. What were you you were about to say something before I, oh, cut I just you had, off with my kerner. Yeah, rude. <clears throat> um I had some extra little fun facts. Sweet. Um Joan Jett has received a lot of uh nicknames throughout her time, but most commonly is referred to as the godmother of punk. The original Riot Girl, the Queen of Rock and Roll. Um, Jeez, she's also big titles. They are big titles. Who's the Godfather of Punk? Is Iggy Pop in it? Uh, yeah, the Godfather of Pop. I know the of Punk. Oh, punk. did I say Pop? I meant uh, Punk. I heard Punk, but I said Pop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing well. I know the um, Neil Young's known as the uh, Godfather of Grunge. Is he? So the... I'm just going to Google Godfather of Punk, Iggy Pop. It is Iggy Pop. That yeah. makes sense. Um, also badass. Um, but also she has three albums that have been certified platinum or gold and has been a feminist icon throughout her whole career, uh, which I think is pretty goddamn fucking cool. Uh, and in 2015, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's... Yeah, you can sort of hear why she'd be so uh, influential. I was yeah. thinking about bands that I could hear the influence through those tracks. Mm-hmm. That like a lot of stuff I was listening to in like nineties punk, nineties pop punk, and um, skate yeah. punk and stuff. There was some influence through there, and just like um, just uh, straight rock and stuff that was getting played in through the nineties. I think she yeah, her influence definitely sounds pretty clear still. Yeah, I think so. And I was fa- fascinated about the runaways uh starting so young and I I just didn't realise her connection to them. Yeah. And that they were the ones who sang Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I was which is bad to not know um, any of those tunes. There's also a movie, I think it's just called The Runaways, and it's got Kristen Stewart as Joan Jett and uh, Dakota Fanning as Lisa, one of the other members of The Runaways. Yeah, right. That's fun. And I'm going to kick myself when I read her last name. 2010, it was released. Um, Lisa, oh no, Lita Ford, I think it is. My bad. Um, but yeah, I have not watched it, but it is definitely on my list to watch uh, now that I've learned a bit more about Joan Jett. Sounds pretty cool. Also, love all the fashion, especially when they're in the runaways. Have a quick Google. I'll put some cool pictures up on the gram and et cetera. But yeah, some real cool little outfits that they got going on, which is mad. Her photo on the cover of, of this album uh, reminds me a lot of the Mighty Boosh's. Um... Oh my God, what is his name? Why do I know his name. <laughs> you know Vince his... Noir, Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding. Who I met. What? Five, four, six, seven years ago. That's cool. When I was working at Jamie Hyman. Countdown. Five, four. Yep. Can't remember. My countdown. I will post that picture also on the socials of me meeting Noel Fielding. What you can't see is me weeping, genuinely weeping. And I felt like I was vibrating as I walked towards him to ask for a photo, and it was great. And I cried. I love you so much, Noel Fielding. That's what a funny feeling that must have been. So uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We recorded this episode straight after the Huey Lewis episode, so we still haven't had any letters into the oh yeah <laughs> letters, surprise uh, letter bag, the letters to Alan bag. Uh, but if you want to get in contact 
for any real reason, just to tell Sam she's doing a good job. Thanks. Uh, you can email at listennowpod at gmail.com because I won't be telling her. Yeah, fuck. I'm not I need someone up. to keep <laughs> tall poppy syndrome in here. Someone keep me pumped up. Wait, what do you think tall poppy syndrome is? When you cut them down. Why are you cutting me down while I'm doing oh, good? But, you know, tall poppies, that's okay. Yeah. So you're saying you you are you're, put, you're stuck your head up. I'm doing. You're doing better than I'm, you should and I'm cutting well, you back down a size, back to my level. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Which is definitely a genuine that feeling. Is true. I'm, definitely I'm grabbing like... you by the ankle, dragging <laughs> you down. Back to my level. Stop floating up there. I've got no idea what you're the getting fuck too I'm doing. big. <laughs> Your celebrity is is outgrowing this podcast. Yeah, well, I have been recognized officially uh, out of the podcast. Really? Zero times. Oh. <laughs> well, that's done. The way you started that made it sound different to how it ended. People know me. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Big time. Oh, cool. Do we have anything else to say about Joan Jett? I mean, this album was great. I Oh, we haven't given it a bloody score. Oh, true. Um, so it's help. out of 80 we're scoring. Out I'm going to say I'm going to give this one 67. So five points higher than Hughie. Well, I mean, I Hugh don't even Hugh know how do you compare these two. It's just I would find this one easier to. By a number. Uh, right. <laughs> I think I would find there's that one just a little bit easier to um, play a bit more regularly. Like I said last week, love Huey, love the news, love everything they're doing. But um, that '80s production is just something. It I really can't... kills you, doesn't it? I just I yeah, quite I enjoy it. I don't know why, because I was born in I was born the year that uh, sports came out, so I should oh be. Oh my god! It should be my sound. But, should be. But then this one came out in '81, and it, um, it uh, took over. I connect to it a bit more, but. I love Huey. I can't stress that we enough. We can't. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not dissing on you, Hughie. Love. We H- love Huey's you. work. What um, a guy! Great wh- baseballer. Uh, smart. Perfect engineering. Score in maths. Maths. Uh, hot. Uh, hot. hot charming. Charming funny, man. Very funny. Humble. Humble. What a bastard. Can play the harmonica. Oh well, fuck Ho- you. Voice. You, he was already at a hundred, and then <laughs> he threw the harmonica in. Christ. And a voice of equal parts gravel and honey. <sighs> And he played on Jimmy Barnes's Freight Train Heart album. I still can't be- oh, I still can't believe that we didn't know that until now. Amazing fact. Last episode. Joan Jett, what has she I mean, she's still making albums, right? She's still kicking, I think. We should check out her. Hopefully she took I'm sure she was in Melbourne in the last four or five years. I reckon you're right. She released an album Unvarnished in twenty thirteen. We should not miss her. If she gets back, we've got to go there. Sammy. We'll make an effort. I'm down for that. You'll make an effort. I'll make a bloody <laughs> effort. Um, I have scored this a 60 because, not again, not that I didn't enjoy Huey Lewis, but I definitely connected with this one. It was a bit more badass, of yeah. which I like to think myself. Whereas <clears throat> Huey Lewis has just got a good ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if I find a good picture of Huey Lewis's butt, I'll post it. Is that now, weird? I don't think I can do that these days. Yeah, actually. just don't. All right, just back off. He's yeah, mine. Yeah. And well, that's fair. I don't want to take him from you. I think, but I think we've started with great quality. I'm loving this. I'm loving journeying back to the the decade of my birth. Was yes. that the decade of your birth too? Twasn't. Oh, you, you didn't oh, sneak 1990. in. Oh, 1990. Just. Oh, the ish. year of dud people being born. Wow. <laughs> Look, whoa. All right, the Huey truth, Lewis truth. and the bloody news. Yeah, that's the news. That was I'm last episode. I got to stop referencing. That. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on. You've got. Well, a, you could have said I've got a black heart. I've got, jet, uh, got I got a Joan Jet. I got a Joan Jet out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, so I don't know if we explained this last week, but the way that we're doing this season is that I don't know the albums until oh, a week prior. Yes. Uh, so, so should I we, announce what we're we doing with next the week? listeners? Yeah, let us know. What well, are we doing? Well, I'm pretty excited about this one because this show has its roots, its origin story is oh. that you were keen to um, do a podcast that featured. Australian music, especially classic Australian rock music. Well, yes, next week we are doing <gasps> just that. Yes. With the little Aussie band Midnight Oil. Oh! And their well, it was um it was a little ways into their career. I don't know how many in it was. It was maybe a half dozen albums in, but it was their probably their worldwide breakthrough album Diesel and Dust. Oh, which featured, yes. Uh, Beds are burning. Beds are burning, which is kind off. of their case on. It I would agree with that absolutely. So, I'm looking forward to chatting to you about that uh next week. Hell yes. I'm excited. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, we should have a little Oh, okay, never mind. I'll talk about it next episode. And I'm yeah, excited. It's full of bangers. So, uh if you want to um listeners at home, give it a few spins so you can um uh, have get an opinion up, get up to with, date us. with us. Sweet. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I don't think there's anything else really to say this week except for goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.